swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, welcome back once again. It's been a while. So this is Tramia. This is Tramia on Twitter and Insta, the unofficial Tramia Rovers podcast with myself, my Ebert, at my Ebert on Twitter, at my Ebert 17 on Insta for all my music shenanigans. I'm joined by Mr. Big Time himself, Mr. PH, Paul Big Time Harper. How are we? Ho, ho, ho. Happy yes, Christmas. happy Christmas, Paul. We're recording <laughs> this on December 23rd. Yeah. Fully in the festive spirits. Excellent. JQ, unfortunately, is, is unavailable. I don't know if he's still in New York. If he isn't, he's on his way back as we speak, isn't he? Well, why don't we try and track him down? What? Try and see if we can get hold of him. See if we can get hold of him. Okay, give me a sec, Paul. Um, yes. I'll see if I can get him on the line. Shall we see if we can uh, get Mr. Keogh? Technology these days, you know, if he's in New York, we can still get hold of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to be doing by the way, it's, it's flying. a little half half season review, so to speak. Um, look back, but you know, because we haven't for one reason or another, Paul, we've, it's been very difficult for us to get together, hasn't it? So, yeah. Um, since the season kicked off, I've yeah. been moving house finally. In I'm in, in my office now, finally. I've got me trammy stuff up, my massive nose printers up, all my other trammy stuff's up, it's all painted, carpets in, internet is working, thank god for that. So, um, yeah, but we will be back doing them much more regularly now from this point on in the new year, all being well, won't we, Paul? And apologies for the, the severe lack of content, but I think, you know, I think we burnt ourselves out last year by doing so many. Uh, <laughs> right, PH, I think I've managed to get Jake on the line. Now, bear in mind, he's been in New York for like a week, hasn't he? So he might yeah. not sound like himself. So just bear that in mind. Do you think he will have picked up an accent? He's only been there like for five days, hasn't he? I don't, I don't think so. He's, he's true to his roots, isn't he? So, Jake, Jake, are you there? Oh, Jake, Jake, what have you been over in New York, though? What have you been drinking mainly? What's been your your drink of choice? Water. Oh, that's decent. Like, really, um, <laughs> anything else? J- just water. Anything else? Maybe, maybe a hot drink because it's cold. Coffee. Yeah, it warms the cockles, doesn't it? When it's when it's cold this time of year. Have you seen any animals walking around New York at all? You know, people maybe taking them for a walk? Dog. Yeah, probably <laughs> seen quite a few dogs. Um, cheers, Jake. Cheers for, for, for coming on and um, speaking to us all the way from New York. Thanks. 
Forget about it. Cheers, Jake. <laughs> well, he sounds like he's gone a bit New York there, doesn't he, Paul? The line's dropped out as well, so I'm not sure. <laughs> he must be uh, a bit too full of water and coffee. Oh, coffee. Yeah, he's really picked up an accent there, hasn't he? It's a bit, it's really, really quite strange. I mean, not even a bacon of twang. No. <laughs> Jake, thanks. Thanks for coming on, Jake. We'll have you back on in the new year. Forget about it. Yeah, Jake Keo, everyone. Um, over in New York, lapping it up. Right then, PH. So, half season review. We should probably mainly focus on the last month, maybe. Basically, let's forget about how we've been absolutely shite for three, four months and focus on the upturn in form since the middle of November, pretty much, wasn't it? Mm. How many have you been? Have you been? You've been going to the homes, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, I've been to as many as I can. What if a couple of the the midweeks? What have you made um, in general then of of the first five months of the season? Or yeah, yeah, like first four five months of the season. Half. I think we're going to make it fairly generic because obviously we don't know when you're going to be listening to this. Um, So most of this could be well out of date. Uh, by the time we, we listen. Um, a bit like your fashion sense, Paul. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the boys are back. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not been the greatest, if if I can put it politely. But, I um, can it like politely. We are fifth somehow. Um, and I think we said this last year when we were watching the uh, the dross that Mr. Hill was uh, serving up. But... Um, we're in there with a with a fighter's chance. Crazy, isn't it? Automatic. Isn't because it the league isn't great, is it? Let's be honest. No. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the games haven't been thrillers. I think we, we've conceded the least amount of goals. We've only scored, uh, I think we're, what, 19th, 20th in the, in the division stats in terms of goals scored. Yeah, we're right down there with the teams who are. It's the teams that are right down the bottom, isn't it? It's but when you conceded fourteen goals, one nil wins do, don't they? Yeah. Um, But I do do think the 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 lack of creativity, especially when we were playing that one up front, and Elliot Nevitt, to his credit, you know, we I think last time we all got together, we were. You know, singing his praises, you know, from the rooftops, and I think he has done a, you know, a sterling job up on his own. But uh, before he was, before he was dropped, and the guy did a, a solo pod, um, you know, it just nothing. What's a pod that was, was, was Yeah, <laughs> that's a low point of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was getting no service. He's, he's just running around. Chasing, chasing, you know, aimless balls most of the time. Um, I just felt really sorry for him. And the change, point two up front, whether it be him and um, Glatzel, him and um, Maynard, combination of two of those those three has worked. Um, and we do seem to be creating a bit more, uh, which is good to see. I, I want to see two wide men as well because um, you know, some of the some of the games where we're playing this kind of four two three one. Everybody wants to play in the middle, and it's just like we've got to thread the eye of a needle. And it, we lost you for a second there, Paul. You might have to repeat that point. We lost you for a sec. Can you hear me now? You can, loud and clear. Okay. I, I think we were, we were playing sort of like a four-two-three-one, 
which was really fashionable about 15 years ago. But everybody wanted to play inside. And, you know, even the players who were, you would expect to be out wide, sort of like no the likes of Hawks, uh, Morris, people like that, were cutting inside all the time. And it was so in, so congested that teams were, were finding it really easy to defend against. And, you know, the the introduction of a bit of width and a bit of, you know, I mean, it's old-fashioned 4-4-2, but it, it works for us. Well, and that's what matters. You know, get the ball out wide, get crosses in the box, and we've got, um, as I say, Nevitt, uh, who can get on the end of pieces, uh, Maynard, Glatzel, when he was uh, when he was fit and firing. Um, you know, it, we look at a, a very different side and creating more opportunities and goal. So, what about your boy Charlie Nashville. Jolly? Charlie Jolly, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, You've yeah, long since it's... been a proponent of him, haven't you? You've tweeted about him many times, going, "Is he still alive?" You used to ask regularly. Yeah. Last season, he was introduced as this brilliant young player, and we never saw nothing of him. And obviously, he's gone out on um, on loan to Chester, done done really well for them. Um, and seems to be full of confidence to come in, done really well. Obviously, scored on his debut, um, well, his full his full debut was it? Yeah, you know his first start. Um, Pulled him away, he's, and he's doing is doing well up, up there. So yeah, a bit of a bit of enthusiasm, a bit of uh, as I said, a bit of a goal threat, and. Um, yeah, I think I think things did need freshening up, didn't it? Let's be honest. Um, and I think you know, the introduction of him, Glatzel, when he came in, unfortunately, you know, he took a knock um, at Leighton Orient. In the, Just in the as he game. was hitting, yeah, some real form. Um, but yeah, they, they, it's kind of you know, brought a bit of a spark back to the team and, and and goals. And the goals is the only thing that's been lacking. Let's be honest. You know, defensively we're we're pretty solid. That FA Cup game against. Late Norwich, the little thing we said about that, the better. Well, that's I mean, good that day, but I mean, God love you, Paul. You bloody were there, weren't you? Yeah. You went. Not only were you at that, you went down for the the first round game at Crawley, which sounded yeah. just like <laughs> absolute dross. It sounded like it was up there with that infamous nil nil away at Oldham on a Monday night that we still harp yeah. on about. <laughs> and then obviously the Late Norwich game was just an absolute disgrace of a performance. Really weird. Formation and system and team in general, and but it sounds like yeah, without getting too football cliche, if you're going to lose a game and get battered, lose the cup game. You know, I know we would have liked a third round cup game, but they got Stoke away. I can't think of many worse draws than that kind of draw in, in the third round. If you you either want a prem side like a, a decent prem side, don't you? Away or home, like we've had good draws in the past year, we had Spurs, United, even Watford away was a good one, because that was a, you know, it was a winnable game, as we found out, wasn't it? Or you want a tie against a team, like League One or League Two team, you know, that you can actually beat. A championship team, like Stoke, or like when we got Derby, you're going to get beaten almost certainly, even if they put the reserves out. It's not a glamour tie. It's not going to be on the telly. It's going to be like the second to last one on the match of the day roundup because no one, no one cares outside of Champions League. Or you know, no one would care about that. So yeah, and since then, our league form. I think I was speaking to someone about this the other day. In fact, in the club shop, I was getting um, Tasha's brother and dad getting them tickets to come with me on Boxing Day to Barrow at home. What a Christmas present dad is, by the way. Trap me at home to Barrow on Boxing Day. Well, <laughs> see what they get me. So I was just saying to the, the lad in there, we had a little chat. And because of the way we had the game um, called off at Prenton Park, 
because the um, storm damage the was uh, falling apart again. Yeah, well, let's not get into the miniature fall. Game was the game was abandoned, but you know, called off. And so that we had a week without a league game. Then we obviously played in the FA Cup. So we hadn't really, and then we had the, the pizza games. The leagues had been a bit off and on, hadn't it? And it only really dawned on some people, me mainly on after we won on Saturday. I was like, hang on a minute, aren't we unbeaten in five? And haven't we won? Have we now won four? We definitely won four three on the bounce. bounce. I think we've won four out of five. But and we so we beat Bradford, we drew with Bristol Rovers, and we've now beaten Exeter, Oldham, and who do we play on? We're, we're super fans, aren't we? 4-0. But you can't knock a 1-0 win. When, when we look back at look back at 2019 and the promotion season out of League 2, a lot of them went, especially I always go back to, remember that seven-game winning run? Yeah. Tight wins, beat Crew 1-0. You know, it, it, these wins, unless you're a Man City or Liverpool, you know, when you go pinging four and fives past people, We've not, like we've touched on, and that's obvious to everyone, we've not been playing well really at all. We had that little spell where we played Forest Green away, Harrogate away, and we beat Colchester at home 2-0. You know, that great Friday night, and you know, we were flying, and we weren't played really well at Harrogate, and then it all sort of fell apart, didn't it? Like Hawks got injured, and we just couldn't seem to score, or, or went bad again. Poor Nevitt was up front of his own. We're getting there now. Nevitt looks a different player now with Jolly up alongside him. You know, and Jolly, it's a little thing, but he's left footed, Jolly. So now he's got a left and a right foot, and he can cut in. He's he's a big kid. I thought he was like a skinny, you know, he's physical. He's come up playing, you know, he's a, a scouser, isn't he? So he's played football around Merseyside, you football. You're not, you know, no shrink, shaking Violet who plays his football around here, let me tell you, Paul. So things are on the up. We're fifth, two points off, or one point off the automatics, yeah. with uh, a game in hand still. Or maybe not on some because of the games that were called off on Saturday. Yeah. But we've been in, we were in a much worse position three years ago when we got promoted. We've been in worse positions. And under Mickey, traditionally, we always come on well in the second half of the season. I think there's going to be some serious movement in January. Duffy, I can't see him getting an extension. Walker's going to go back to Butter. I think he's going to try and ship a couple of us out. I imagine Manny, if someone will take him. <laughs> if not, maybe get him out on loan. Definitely. And then the, the rumour recently, Paul, is um, Josh McPake so, coming the in. The reason why I'm laughing Rangers. is because... <laughs> Who's going to take him? Yeah, <laughs> who is going to take him? I mean, to be I'd fair, rather he's, take... had, he's had plenty of clubs in the past, like, so I mean, we, we, we took him. So, yeah. Um, oh, we yeah. took him all right. He's not been great, has he? No, God love him, you know. He was playing in a team that really weren't... I don't think he missed... The ch- this was the same thing I said last time about when people were having to go at Nevitt. I can't remember any of our strikers really missing a chance. Do you know what I mean? Like, you look at a clean one-on-one where you go, he's got to slot that away. I can't really think of... Even Maynard, yeah, I've not seen much of Maynard. No, exactly, that's it. It wasn't like they were going, fucking hell, he's got to be scoring these goals and then the argument would be well is he getting into the positions and I've said it before I'll say it again we could have had Ronaldo Lionel Messi and Pele from 1970 
playing up front for us as a front three, they wouldn't have scored a single goal. There was no creativity. There was no pace. Hawks, and I don't think Hawks is by any means like a world beat or outstanding. He's just, we were missing that. A young, you know, he's, he's got a trick in the book. He's not like electrifying pace. He's not like a blacker Taylor pace, but he's just like, he has a go. He's directing, you know I mean? he isn't, it, isn't he? Yeah, he's exactly. Direct, he wants gets to, the, you know, get at his full back and, and get crosses in the box or get shots off. Exactly, he can hit the ball. He's not afraid to hit the ball. He can pull a good corner in. You know, have we not? I just think you know, have we not not got players like this coming through? Have we that we don't know about? I don't know. Our youth players sure. don't seem to get much of a chance, do they? So I don't know much about the youth team to my you know detriment. But yeah, if if this McPeak comes in, and by all accounts, hopefully he can. I. He, I remember watching him for Harrogate last year and I'd seen him, I don't know, I'm a, you know especially last year, I had nothing better to do, so I was just watching as much football as possible. And the, he's very highly thought of at Rangers and the reason he's getting, um, he was at Harrogate last year and then they stepped to Morecambe thinking, you know, let's see how he does in League One because we tried to get him in the summer and he's obviously not played at Morecambe. It, it's what I thought would happen. He's gone there and you think he's going to go and play in League One. You want him to see if he's a better standard. But it's going to be backs against the wall for them, isn't it? It's a bit like when we were in League One. You're going to be getting beat up. Oh, well. uh, the standard set by Cole Stockton. That's the problem. Well, we should probably just quickly touch on that. What the hell's happened there? <laughs> someone drug. Someone drug. Or is it like Samson and Delilah, where he's, he's grown his hair, any? And the yes. longer his hair's got, where's a headband now? Yeah. And now he's banging in. Was he like leading scorer in Europe at one point? Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Scored that yeah. winner from the halfway line in the last minute at Fleetwood. What? Yeah. yeah. Good on him, I say. Good on him. He's a nice lad. Just, um, yeah, never really worked out for him in a, in a Ravens shirt. So things, you think, Paul, looking up, second half of the season, kick on, get some... Is any... Looking at that squad, what positions do you think... W- w- without naming names, or maybe you can, if you were um, to look to ship someone out, a couple of faces out, what would you be doing? And where do you think we need to strengthen for the second half? Um, left back I'm, I'm not a massive fan of McDonald I'm afraid although he has been better last last few weeks but in that spell yeah. where he was dodgy everything was going down on our left side um, I do think not helped oh, by the likes of McManaman or Feeney playing out there which didn't really give him a lot of support but I do feel no. our left side could be strengthened a little bit um, particularly oh. left back He's, I, I, there was a home game. It was the last one before the Bradford game. I forget who it was. We lost. Oh, it was the Northampton game where we got beat 2-0 and they really battered us, didn't they? It could have been 4 or 5. We were lucky at 2. And I said, something's not right about him. He just, something was weird. He was, he looked as shallow the player he did a month before and certainly a season ago. But then I'd forgotten. He suffered all summer with shin splints, hadn't he? Yeah. And, I've from them. No, and anyone who's ever suffered with shin splints will tell you they are a absolute bastard, Paul. Yeah. And you can you can end your career as a professional footballer unless there's not much. I don't know if you can now. If there's ways that you know, certainly at the professional level, it could be managed. But maybe it's that, like say, no real preseason. He's he's a real confidence player, though. You can see, can't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he literally can see his shoulders going down, his head go down. Yeah. It may as well be like a cloud above him with rain, just raining <laughs> on him, like in the cartoons, <laughs> when he's having a bad day. Yeah. But I'd, I'd, actually, I'd actually forgotten about Glatzel there. Obviously, he used to come back, and he just found form. And I really think that kind of front... You know, I'm, I'm thinking Kieran Morris is having another great season playing in that in the hole at number ten. Hawks out wide, you know, possibly McPake to come in, and then Jolly mm-hmm. Nevitt, Glatzel. That's there's pace, there's movement, different types of players there. That's quite an mm-hmm. exciting little front five to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think I think the likes of McManaman and Feeney, you know, the, the creative players, if you like, in, in inverted commas, they haven't. Lived up to their to their brilliant as yet. And the Madeline's no. got a hell of a lot of ability. We haven't seen you know an inch of an inch of that to be honest so far. <laughs> so no, far he's not, since he's been no. since he's been here, so I think he's got a lot more to give. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I think obviously there's there's it's been a bit of stop start in terms of you know for him. Obviously suspended in for another two league games. I think. After his red card, albeit I don't think it was, you know, a sending off offence. Mm, um, silly tackle, though, wasn't it? It was silly. It was silly, but he's got off that in the locker. Unfortunately, you know, silly tackle. Yeah, I think that lad's made a made a bit of a meal of it as well, which hasn't helped him. A bit like you. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's gamesmanship, Matt. Gamesmanship. Exactly. Uh, a bit like you. <laughs> but a bit like um, you in the crown green yeah, bowl seat, from what I'm hearing. <laughs> I think the the, um, the the creative players can definitely step up at, at you know at least another level, which will which will definitely help because as I say that's that's been that's been lacking so far this season. We haven't created enough chances, haven't scored enough goals. And if we can get that side of the game right, we've got you know a really strong defence, really good goalkeeper, like really like Ross doing, yeah. um, and obviously Joe Joe Murphy was doing really well before him. Um, and they've still got something to, to offer as well. So, as I say, if we can get that creativity and, and uh, you know, start creating a lot more chances, then I do think we'll, we'll be okay. I think if Nick Paik does, does come, I think that's an exciting signing. Yeah. Um, I, I would certainly help. But yeah, you know, it's about keeping those, those players A, fit, B, you know, um, firing and hungry. Um, and it's a bit of a, a balancing act. I think I think Maynard came in as if he was going to be the you know the James Vaughan sort of replacement, and it's not the main really, man. Yeah, and it's not really happening. I don't think he's particularly match fit, and obviously he's not going to get match fit without matches. I think he's probably one that we'll be looking to to ship out. Yeah, um, but it's going to be hard. But then you think that you'll play like him, who would take him, but. I, his 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 reputation is still high. That's because it because of it, what what's gone before, and yeah, people will always take a on a goal scorer. Yeah, albeit the you know, last time he scored twenty goals was maybe ten years ago. I think he had but, a good season for Betty, didn't he? The year he went up. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously like fifteen years ago, he had a good season for Bristol City. <laughs> but like I say, yeah. what if you have people you have one always take a chance, one or two goals. Yeah, and there's teams, you know, teams will be desperate. There's teams in the conference with money who, you know, it's a right dogfight down there this year, isn't it? So, yeah, I, 
I wouldn't be adverse to him leaving. You know, there's there's other fringe players, there's like Maguire, who I've only seen him play that Salford away game and the the Papa Johns, and he looks all right there. But you know, I, I think there's been some disappointments. We've said McManaman and Feeney haven't been good enough. Watson, for me, Ryan Watson, I was so I think we were all so excited about him. Your hometown boy, Birkenheader, coming back. You know, Northampton's player of the season. It was a real coup, wasn't it? Like getting him because there was real competition for a signing, and he's just not kicked on, has he? Now he's not, he's finds himself out of the team. He, he come on um, last Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. For like the last five minutes, and he made a couple of really bad mistakes that give them like off chances. And he just, I feel for him. He's almost like he's trying too hard, and when you try too hard. It never quite comes off here. I, I still think he can he can be a really important player for the second half of the season. I think Mickey will put his arm around him, tell him, you know, look, because we're going to have injuries, we're going to have suspensions. Same with Merry. You know, apparently they both played, didn't they, last night, um, last yeah. night on, on Tuesday in the, in the Papa John's defeat to Halligate and um, didn't do well. But I always think that they've come in there and completely changed 11. You know, that's a team that haven't... It's hard to make a big impact in a game like that where, you know, it was always like, um, who, who was, remember when Ben Tollett was injured and he could come back and he just, I remember he, he started that, but when we got beat 6 0 by Shrewsbury and the Papa Johns in like 2018 19. And it was like, what sort of chance did you have? And he got hooked at half time. What, what chances, you know, he's got to show what he can do. We had that bloody, like, who was that guy we signed who'd been playing in Brazil? Futsal? Was it Ryan Williams? Remember, he played in that game. That was, oh, what what yeah. chance have these players got to you know, show themselves when you played them? <laughs> back in Brazil, probably. <laughs> yeah, so... so it, going back to, to Ryan Watson. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me, I was talking to, uh, to Derek Jones about him. Um, who had been talking um, to the guy from BBC Northampton. And he said that last season he had a he had a spell of about four to five weeks where he was creating leads. I think he got four to five assists week in, week out. And then the rest of the season he was fairly quiet. And albeit you know, you look at his stats and you know they're they're up there. Yeah. It was he was very much a you know um a form form player. He gets you know, into form have a good, goes off. He'd have a good month and he'd go a bit quiet, a good you know, a good spell. And the fact is, he's, he hasn't had a run of games for one. No. I don't think he's had a position in the team. Is he a defensive... I mean, I've seen him play defensive midfield. I've seen him play out wide. I've seen him play as number 10. I think he's a box-to-box guy. Like, more of yeah. an attacker. More of an attacker. He doesn't seem to have a... You know, from watching the games, he doesn't seem to have a position within the side. He's, he's been put here, there, and everywhere. Um, whether that's to do with the formation that, that we're playing or whether that's to do with how Mickey sees him um, you know, when he's introducing him you know, on, from the sub, suspension stuff. But he's definitely got ability. I, you know, I think he's you know, very talented. He's only young. Is he, is he 25? So he's, you know, he should be getting to his peak. Yeah, but um, I think it, it's, it's one of them. He needs a run of games. Do you give him a run of games if he's not performing? Yeah, because he's not had a run of games. Even though you know, between a rock and a hard place, aren't you? So 
it's going to be difficult for him. He's going to need to kind of hit the hit the ground running if he gets an opportunity. It wasn't at the the, the Pizza Cup game the other night, um, where apparently a few a few of the fringe players did not do themselves any um, any good in terms of uh, pushing their claims for the players no. in the start. Of him. But, you yeah, look at the- people like him and, and Chris Merry, who I think again is another good player. He doesn't yes, seem to have a position he played- inside. Or- Played for Wigan back half of last season, didn't he? Yeah. Like played twenty five. Played. He was ever present until he got injured for Wigan in League One. Yeah. I mean, the start of the season, he looks he looks very good. We spoke about him um, on the pod. I think right at the beginning of the season, looks like he's got a bit of ability. Um, can play that killer pass. Uh, I mean, he was playing left back at the time. He was our most creative player at the time. But um, he hasn't had. He's barely. Well, he's barely had a kick, has he since? No. Obviously, the bad card hasn't done him any favours. I think he picks up you know, four yellow cards in his first four four games after that. Um, so, you know, disciplinary, he probably hasn't done himself any favours as well. But I think he is someone who could unlock that door and play a little bit further forward in terms of the midfield rather than as a as a fullback. But again, it's finding a, a position in the team that suits him and suits the team. And he doesn't seem to to fit into how we're playing. So again, he's probably another one that might be looking elsewhere come come January. Well, you look at the centre mid options that we've got at the club. It's just off the top of my head. You got Jay Spearing, you got Sam Foley, you've got Leo Connor, who's come in and looks very decent. Then you've got Mary and Watson. There's five Not players there. Centre half, by the way. What? Not centre half. Who? Leo Connor. Set, was, where was, was it Leighton Orient? He was playing centre half, um, like yeah. right side. <laughs> he was, yeah. Preposterous. He, 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 was, um, he was not good. Yeah. So I think that, that that's, you know, there's other players that could, can step in there. Same in defence, you know, you've got Clarkey, Davis, that's obviously our first choice pairing. You've got Knight yeah. Percival. There was, a, I think, there's an able backup. You know, he got promoted last year from Morecambe. Yeah. Did a job. I'm not sure. Am I missing? Have we got another centre half? Or am I missing it? I don't think we do, do we? Is that yeah. somewhere where you'd maybe go? Yeah, I think so. But then who's especially going to come in? Especially to... given the age. The, the age of the defence is, is a bit of a concern for me. Obviously, yeah. Conflict, you know, he'll, he's been sensational, really. Yeah. He's been really good for, um, for me. I'm really impressed with him. But, you know, the, the the three centre-halves are all over 30. Clarkey is, what, 40 next month? Is that right? Um, or is he already, already turned 40? I think he's already 40, isn't he? Um, you know, so the, somewhat, a, a bit more youth in the heart of the defence might, might not be a bad thing. If what they need, Paul, what we need in defence then is the, the equivalent of you and your missus who have arrived on the Crown Green Bowl scene and injected, you know, some real youthful enthusiasm to the whole scene, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Someone, but, someone thirty years younger than Peter Clark is what we need. Yeah. Well, are you still? Is it true? I mean, we've touched on this before that you're being referred to as the David Beckham of Crown Green Bowls. Um, I, mean, I read that in the in the. <clears throat> I mean, paper. it has been said. We did get a, a tweet from Cambo. 
requesting Harper's tips for the uh, the World Crown Green Championships. Oh, are they coming up? Uh, I can give you just one tip, Cambo. Yeah. Uh, is watch me very carefully when I'm playing and do the exact opposite. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. That sounds like good advice, to be fair. Good advice. Good advice. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, heart of the defence. Probably another 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 striker, albeit maybe it's it's mid-peak and it's already done. Um, and, and a left-back I would bring in, but maybe that's being hypercritical of... Um, of Callum McDonald. It's it's going to be an interesting January, I think, isn't it? Because you know every single team, don't care where you're on the table, what division you're in, everyone's going to be looking to strengthen, and everyone's going to be looking to you know probably get a few out. And for every player that we want out, you've got to hope that someone's interested. I think there will be. There's so many ins and outs, isn't there, in January? And yeah, this complication, know, Matt, is is what the hell is going on in terms of COVID. Yeah, well... Uh, whether the, you know, are we going to, going to keep playing? Um, the game's going to go behind closed doors, in which case, you know, money is a is a big issue, comes into play. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, bringing people in and stuff. And, you know, it, we're, we're, we're living in very uncertain times, and obviously you're working in the hospitality industry, as you do. Yeah. You feel like in the brunt of that. More than it's perilous at the minute. Anyone. It's real. Um, so, yeah, you know, very much up in the air. And you know, we're talking about we want to bring in you know, three, four, or five players. Again, that could be something that you know, that is feasible. It may not be. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, things are very much in the air. You might be listening to this. <clears throat> you might be listening to this in a you know, week's time, and you know the league might be suspended. For a few weeks, with what's going on, who knows? Um, it's very uncertain times, but shall see. Indeed. Thinking, Paul, as this is, you know, this this is going out on Christmas Eve. It's the half season review, the Christmas special. We've amalgamated the two together. I think I was thinking about like but there's nothing it, special about it. Let's be honest. Well, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> about games that you remember around Christmas time. Tramia games have you got I've got like a couple of really specific ones that weird there was one Paul and it would have been must have been either December 98 or December 99 I think it was 98 and it would have been the Friday before Christmas and we got beat I think we got beat 2-1 alone by Norwich right Right. I think you and Robert scored I think but I remember that vividly because remember my mates were in mine beforehand and we were watching Robot Wars (laughs) <laughs> on a Friday, Simpsons then Robot Wars, Classic. and I think it was the Robot Wars final. Or so, that's it was you know, a big deal, mate, Paul. To mm-hmm. when you when you were twelve or thirteen, and we went down freezing cold. But you're, oh, you, you split up. Maybe even probably our last day in school that day, and you were like, yes, you know what a time to be alive. Smash it to Poland's party on Sunday on BBC One, Sports Personality of the Year. Oh, what a time to be alive. Thinking about shocking. <laughs> you know, I can't remember any. When I was younger, certainly, like Boxing Day game, or like it's all more recent times. My memories of like of like Christmas Christmas time games. I don't really remember many. Um, my memory is shocking, to be honest. Yeah, mine's. I'm normally really weird, good for this, but mine's going a bit blank over this Norwich game. That wasn't even Christmas. It was like December the twentieth or something. I'm thinking the one that sticks out in my mind in terms of like 
Christmas slash New Year would be um, Ipswich in the FA Cup third round. When Scott Taylor when missed Scott that, Taylor missed oh. that chance. That I'm going to say it, even though I could have scored. <laughs> well, and I love Scotty to bits, and we I still chat to him every now and again. But um, yeah, I mean <laughs> that chance. Um, Not his greatest moment. Haunted. Not yeah. like the, uh, the video wasn't shared on the, <laughs> the internet millions of times, but uh, that's the only one that kind of sticks in my Boxing Day where, in the 90s. I, I couldn't give you a single one. No, see, this is, I'm trying to think here if there's any memorable ones, and there's none off the top of my head, can I think? And it was probably every single one of them. Ah, but do you know what? I've just thought know. one. I think it was Oldham at home, and we beat them 2 0. Although, I don't know if it was, I don't know if Kingy was still, it must have been 95. It must have been Christmas 95, because I went with my granddad. And we had the Mizuno kit. It's, it must have been 94, 95. So Kingy, yeah, it was still Kingy. It's, do you know what, looking back, because like, I remember we got, me and my granddad got locked in the stadium in the butter, uh, no, in the cow shed. After we were sat like right down the bottom of the cow shed, we got locked in because he went for a piss and took me. <laughs> and they shut the shutters and like turned the lights off. I was like, we have we we hadn't even been that long. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Aldo scored two at, at the cow shed end, and we won two. Yeah. I think it was Oldham because they always tried to give us a local game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did tend to be. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Any... One year we played. Um, Oxford or Bristol Rovers away, and it was like a 11:30 kickoff. What? On Boxing Day? Surely not. Yeah. Back in the early 90s where they, you know, people didn't give a shit. Could you be bothered? Like, I was thinking that recently, though, Paul. You're the, you're the, I mean, I mean, I know you went down on, you know, on the BBC's dime in first class, <laughs> you know, first class rail. And then I believe for the late Norwich By the way, I'm still waiting for me BBC money, by the way. Anyway, really? Story. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you charter a private jet down to Leighton Orient, isn't it? A solid gold private jet you charter. That's that's the rumour. That was what I read in the paper. The David Beckham of of Crown Green Bowls flying down to Leighton Orient to do co-coms. It's... I don't know like about you, Paul, this Christmas, like, but after the absolute disaster of, of last year, and it was real depressing time, wasn't it, for everyone, that especially how late it was before Christmas that we were told, no, you can't do it. I, I, I think we spoke about it on here. We literally, because Tasha's parents were supposed to be coming up to ours for Christmas when we were at my mum's, and we drove down on, like, the, the day after they announced it and, like, met them in, like, a, a service station car park. It was a garden centre car park, actually, and, you know, exchange presents we met them, you know, I met halfway, so I met like in Birmingham. It's like, what pathetic life is this? So the fact that, you know, we can actually all have Christmases, and, and yeah, obviously, it, you know, it, COVID is still, is back. It's back for its second album, Omicron. Now that's what I call COVID. Fingers crossed, Paul, it, it's, you know, not as bad as the first. I, I think, without getting, probably should have stayed off this topic, but I think I obviously had actual COVID back when it first came out, back when it first released the first album in like April 2020, and it fucking battered me. Like, oh, I was, felt so ill. I think I had it last week, to be honest. Even I tested negative three times, but I, I felt lousy. Well, not lousy, dude, I just... 
But if that's all it does to you now, I'm double vaxxed, I'm, I've got my booster on the 28th. If that's all it does to you now, then as long as you're vaccinated, do we need, do you need to shut football down? Obviously, there's a, a huge break in, in cases in professional footballers. But is it because they're testing so often now? Is that it? Should these teams, certainly Premier League teams, you've got these you know, huge squads of players, youth teams, you know, squad numbers of like players with number 89 in them and 70. Should they be forced to play the youth team? You know, what's the point of them having, you know, stockpiling all these brilliant young players if they don't play them? Just play them in the Premier League too. It's, it's different as it gets down to our level and, and beyond, isn't it? Where the question is, you know, we haven't got the, the squad depth if there's a breakout but it's an it's an interesting time isn't it hopefully Paul everything stays normal because it, it's felt great being back at the game even though it's, football's been largely forgettable it has just been so good hasn't it like the normality of just yeah. going to games yeah. having to go in the ten that Friday night game the Colchester game where you had like Oktoberfest outside yeah. oh I think we spoke about it like I went the halfway after I could, it was a Friday night so I was able to yeah. Oh, brilliant. It, it felt normal. We were flying at the time, you know. I don't think we were even fifth. I think this is still the highest we've been. But, we, we, you know, it was just a real good time. And yeah, let's just, hope, let's hope, it, you know, it carries on and, and we can really, you know, push on second half. Mickey's, Mickey knows what he's doing. It, he's got us. I'm convinced as well, Paul, and I'm sure you are. If we didn't have Mickey Mann as the manager, we would not be sitting fifth with this team right now. No chance. He deserves enormous credit for getting this team to this position at the halfway point. Yeah, and I, I stick with my you know, bold statement as like he is the best manager, certainly in my lifetime. And obviously, I've lived through the King era, and obviously, you know, John King was amazing, and you know, he achieved amazing success and got us to the to the brink of the Premier League. But I think we also had a great deal of resource behind him and, and Peter Johnson's money, which really helped. And obviously, you know, you've got to spend it wisely and, and get the best out of the players that you've got. But I do think Mick, the job Mickey has done, about to back promotions, as you know, speaks for itself, this season to get us as high as, high as we have been. And we've, you know, I think it, most of us would agree that for the, for the most part, we've been shit. Well, other than Kingy, Paul, no, he's you know achieved the you know in terms of achievements and you know trophies whatnot. He's achieved you know I, I, maybe there's other managers, but you know before my time, like you say. But Kingy got two promotions or three, was it three promotions, fourth to third. Yeah, three. Was three promotions, wasn't it? Kingy got promotions. Yeah, so you know Mickey's done back to back there. <laughs> Obviously, Kingy won Leyland Daff. As well, but he is for me. Kingy is still the greatest tram manager of all time for me, anyway. But Mickey's second by a country mile. Do you know what? Obviously, Aldo achieved amazing things in the in the cup. But you know, he, he, even he did. Like his hands were tied. We were always going to eventually get relegated from the championship. Where we we were punching above our weight. We were massively underfunded. The money had disappeared, even though yeah, we've been to cup finals and we were going to FA Cup quarterfinals regularly. None of that money made its way back to the club. It was terribly run at the time, and you know I think there was 
people who are involved without naming names, criminal acts going on with money disappearing and going in back pockets. And ultimately, that's what led to our 27 years of stagnation and slow decline and then very quick decline. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we've got to just think. I actually, Paul, about two weeks ago, I got in from work and I just went... The TV, we just had like the TV up, and I was like, "Do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch both Wembley games. Not obviously the full games, but I'm gonna watch Conor Jennings' goal. I'm gonna watch Norse's goal, and I'm gonna watch the aftermatch celebrations because they were. It was when we were really struggling as well, and people were going sat Mickey, and it's like these times we we lived to those two years, especially now since COVID, because it's almost you know that whole season with with no fans." We were so lucky to have experienced those two years. Not many, th- like, and the, the circumstances of both those games, certainly the Boreham Wood one, everything about it, we'll probably never experience two years like that ever again. I hope we don't, to be honest, because they'll kill me. But we're so lucky to experience them, and we should never forget that. And, you know, if we'd have gone up last year, it would have been great. If we go up this year, you know, it'd be great and all being well, you know, we'll still be able to go to every game and celebrate it properly. But that, those them memories Mickey's give us, just absolutely phenomenal times that we're so lucky. You know, 27 years it was, wasn't it? With nothing, absolutely nothing. One playoff season. So look back, treasure just good times. And hopefully we can have some more. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, no, I think um, I think we're getting on the right track, and I was I was a, I was a bit critical of, of Mickey um, when he was sticking with the one up front, and you know I had a few Twitter um, Twitter exchanges with a few people. Uh, Big time Harper, <laughs> and we were talking about you know the whether it's two up front or whether it's you know formations and this that and the other. And he did seem very sort of um, adamant that he was going to play this, this you know, this system, whether it was working or not. And it, it was, we can all agree, it wasn't working. We've just never up front on his own. But he has changed it, and it's yeah. it's, it's coming good. Um, so I don't think he's stubborn enough to, you know, to keep going if it's, you know, if we're clearly going down the wrong lines. But yeah, you know, we 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 have seen a, an upturn in in performance and obviously results. So Ron, may it continue? I think we're you know we're on track for you know at least a playoff finish come the end of the season. Hopefully, hopefully one step better. I wouldn't say we're going to go up as champions, but highly unlikely. Um, top three should be should be the aim, and. Um, you know, I think if we if we carry on as we have been the last three four weeks, hopefully that's uh, you know that's a goal that's achievable. Go and get that James Vaughan to get him to come out of retirement. Come on, Jimmy Vaughan, give us he give us a club apparently. He's yeah, apparently he's involved in recruitment, isn't he? So it's his fault. Yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll if we Paul. could, uh, sorry, Mike, go on. Well, I was going to say the re- this is an exciting time for for me to announce it. The return of probably one of our most favourite, famous features, all the way back to the very start of the podcast back in August 2016, five years ago. 
it's the return of not Jake's journey. Although, literally, when he's back, we can do that, can't we? <laughs> Quite literally. Jake, how was your journey to New York? We'll try and get him back on for the end of the show as well. But it's Paul Harper's ad break. Shall I do the nice to do a, a thing for this? used to do a jingle, yeah. Let me, just, let me just dig it up on the computer, Paul. Let me just find it. Here we go. And now it's time for Paul Harper's ad break. There we go. That was good. I, good that I, I forgot that I had it to hand. I just trigger it with a, a certain key. yeah. Hit shift, shift and control and command, and it plays the thing. So yeah, Paul offers our break. Great to have it back. No expense spared, obviously. No, absolutely not. Um, right, we've been we've been in touch um, with Shelter, obviously the um, homeless charity, and you may have seen on social media, um, Peter Crouch for one. It's been a big sort of supporter of this, but um, they're, they're doing like a, a hashtag no home kit, which was a campaign that I think we would, they were going to run a couple of weeks ago, just as all the matches were starting to be postponed, either because of the weather or because of COVID. But they're going big on this for, for Boxing Day, and I, I believe that Tramir are one of the teams that have uh, agreed and signed up for this. Um, so for on Boxing Day at home against Barrow, Rovers will be in their away kit. So it's hashtag um, no home kit. Um, and basically it's, it's support with, you know, thousands of homeless, thousands of thousands of, of homeless people. Um, obviously Christmas time is quite a, you know, a prevalent sort of moment. You know, the cold weather has been pissing down here today. So it's not oh. pleasant for to be, you know, sleeping on the streets and whatnot. It doesn't bear things. So it's just... You know, so it's just raising awareness, basically. Um, we're going <clears> to, <throat> by the time this goes out, we'll have tweeted some details as to how you can sort of contribute to the uh, to the donation page um, and get involved by, you know, sending your photos of uh, your hashtag no, no home kit. So get those away kits out, get those third strips, um, get your photos sent in. And if you can, chuck a couple of quid if, you, if you've got it um, available. Chuck in a couple of quid um, to help those that that need it most. I know Tramia do everything to you know, support the the community, but obviously this is a you know the the wider community of more than you know outside the Willow. But I've got a good cause and um, um, one that we wanted to shout out. Obviously, um, you will I'm sure have heard about um, the, the tragic news about. Uh, about Nate Gidman, and it was great to see him at the match on um, on Saturday, give, giving it guns. Wasn't uh, it? Score, Wasn't it? Ball. Just a really good, kind of oh, moment. Just uh, for him, um, fantastic family and stuff. Um, just, just brilliant. Put a smile, smile on the face. So, so many people, Paul, have like, <laughs> even the um, the pe- the person who did the voice of Thomas the Tank doing a little yes. personalized message, and then someone from. Well, I don't know if it was Peppa Pig. A couple of you know, these voice actors who they don't need, you know, they don't need to do anything like this. And I think a lot of it is Nicola Palios has reached out. Obviously, he's got friends in the media and friends in the industry and stuff like that. And it, it's just, it, it's the worst. I can't even begin to imagine what you know they're going through, the family and everyone, and they, him, Nate himself, but everyone doing it it's these little things and if it can just put a smile on his face and can put a smile on you know the family's face and the parents then that's all that matters at this time doesn't it that's the most important thing and by you know he had a 
a ball on Saturday, didn't he? So yeah. just yeah. fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. Um the the donation page that was originally set up to try and raise a thousand pounds, which obviously, you know, as soon as it went out, Tramway fans jumped on it. Um and quite quickly raised a lot more than a thousand pounds. But our page is, is still open. Um I spoke to the lad who set it up. He's going to keep it up for um, until just giving basically closed it down. So if you do want to give, I think we we have retweeted on the um, on the This Is Tramir page, but you'll find it on socials. Um, at Febby Lad has set up the uh, the page, so it's I think it's his pinned tweet. Yeah, top man. You'll find it all on there. Um, you know, help raise a thousand pounds. I think the total at the minute is about eight eight. No, it's over ten thousand. Sorry, ten thousand eight hundred quid. So, if you if you can and you want to and you want to help the family, you know, enjoy amazing experiences like they had on Saturday. Um, if you can chuck in a couple of quid, that would be amazing as well. Um, and of course, we send our best wishes. And I've never met Phil. No, uh, but I feel I. like I know him very personally because of I all, think we all do, don't we? Um, you know, all the videos and all the photos that he shares on on socials and. It, it really has, you know, tugged at heartstrings, and um, you know, it, it feels like a, you know, that they're part of the family. If you like, you know, the one big Tramir family. But um, yeah, if we can, if we can give Nate and his, um, and his however long it is, some amazing, some more amazing memories. That'll be that'll be brilliant. So help that out if you can. Money well spent, Paul. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, that's 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 about it. Um, that's the Mr. end. Trosk have, uh, have uh, released. Oh yeah, um, a photo with a nice hoodie that they were going to be producing in the new year, based on the claret so and blue shirt. Give them, give them a follow. Uh, oh, uh, it's the blackout shirt and all that. Kind yeah, of stuff. have you ordered? Did you order one? Didn't, I, didn't I did. It. I like it to be honest. Oh, see, I love a blackout. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean like I love a power cut. I mean I love. <laughs> A blackout shirt. Like my mates got the, the Liverpool 1990 candy Adidas one, the Liverpool one, and I was like, "Fuck, that's a nice shirt." That, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, like, what a great, you know, Paul, you wouldn't understand. You're not a fashionista like myself, are you? You're a bit of a don't take this the wrong way, bit of a square, aren't you? A bit of a loser. You're a bit of a um, what's the word? Um, I can say. Well, I, I would. I don't. I don't want to. You know, don't want to. I don't want to bring the mood down. Say what you really think. I can't uh, say that on here, can I anymore? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah the, the, the trust are doing amazing stuff, and yeah, obviously all the retro gear and stuff has been has been brilliant, and obviously um, has raised a lot of money. It sure goes back into the club, which helps. Um. Yeah, just get your tickets for Boxing Day and all the, the upcoming games. I think we've sold out. Um, so for the way end on New Year's Day, so that should be a good one. I'm not doing it this part. My last two times I've done New Year's Day aways was twenty New Year's Day 2017 Macclesfield, and obviously I, New Year's Eve I work till six a.m. and then I'm not getting in really until eight or nine. So I had hours kip, went to Macclesfield, got B42. Following year, same again, hours oh. kip. Went to file, got beat five two, and it, that was horrific. It was so cold. I remember opening the car door at file, and it being like 
oh, it was the wind was so strong, couldn't physically open the door. And on the other side, my mate opens the door, and his door nearly comes off. So I went, you know what? No. <laughs> I'll watch it in the comfort of my own home, and I follow. With the fire on. Indeed. So, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for everyone who's been in touch. Um, we've had some nice messages and stuff. We do appreciate it. As Matt said earlier, you know, we have been, has been in, um, incredibly busy last six months for all of us. Um, for one reason and another, but um, we do hope that um, we'll be able to do it a bit more regularly in the in the new year, and hopefully we'll have plenty to to be shouting about. So, fingers crossed. You know, with the promotion push keeps going, um, and we'll try and do a, a, you know a lot more pods um, in the next few months. Or like amount of content we've put out in like the last three months has been about as poor as a Liam Feeney set piece, right? <laughs> just oh, straight. Oh, yeah, we couldn't have gone through a pod like that. He done one the oh, I forget what game it was. There was it might have been he come on at Oldham. I think he ended up he put the ball in that we ended up scoring from. But he put a couple of balls in, he took a couple of corners. And honestly Not after the one that, that he hit the first man again. Yeah, well that was the first thing he he'd done it. Me and Nick were in my front room, and we just went like, mm, and Tash come in. She was like, what is that noise? All I keep hearing, you've been watching the game for 80 minutes, all I keep hearing is, oh! I, like, well, I said, that's the that's the noise that means we've taken a set piece, a free kick, a corner across, and it's been he- either headed clear by the first man or gone straight to keeper or gone out for a throw-in or goal kick. That's the, that's what that noise is in the dictionary. Oh! She did actually say as well the other day, I don't know what we were talking about, something. And I said, I, I mentioned how like we you know nearly got in the Premier League in like the early 90s. And she went, what? Because <laughs> I say she doesn't really follow football or understand it or have any refer- point of reference. And she went, how? She physically couldn't understand the notion of us and what the team that she sort of knows now being nearly in the Premier League. She was like, how did that happen? And she was like, well, nah. She was like, refused to believe it. And I was like, I can see your points. It reminded me, this come up on Facebook Market, uh, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Memories on my phone the other day, like uh, seven or eight years ago. I forget who it was, but it was a girl. And this, the exact quote was, I don't know, I, I, I must have been someone I was speaking to. And I said, must have said, what are you doing? I'm going to Tamiya today. And she went, and this is like, what I wanted to get this like on a fra- framed, she went, what are Trammy Rovers? Question mark. And I went, what a philosophical, what are they? I don't know. I was like, I couldn't tell you. What are Trammy Rovers? Not who are they? What are they? Just a, these... an argument to um, to go alongside Tasha's you know, yeah. supreme surprise is... Um, what are Trammy? Remember New Year's Day um, tw- 2013 uh, at Gig Lane? Oh, Yeah. One nil. We got to fifty points. We were flying top of the league, top of the league by about seven flying. points. Yeah. We at the end of the match, we all started singing, "We are staying up." And I think that <laughs> we, kind of sums up the kind of well, the we optimism. did. We uh, did just <laughs> prove us, but, um, but yeah, oh. um, it kind of cements the uh, the fact that how on earth did we nearly make the Premier League? We achieved like that. Good times, Paul, wasn't it? Good times. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, yeah. we'll keep it under an hour and I think yeah. maybe just have shall we just see if we can get Jake back on just to say bye say so Jake thanks for thanks for coming on thanks for jumping on 
Um, I think he's been on with us the whole time, but he's just been he's been really quiet. So yeah, Jake, thanks for coming on. Um, see you soon. Any any final words? Thanks for coming on. Forget about it. Yeah. Well, no, we will. Jake, we'll, we'll see you soon, mate. You've really caught that New York accent, Annie. Weird. Very much so. Yeah. Paul, Jake, everyone, have a good Christmas. Yes. Let's enjoy it. We've all earned it. Let's keep safe. Yeah. Be sensible, but enjoy your Christmas with your friends, family, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and let's hope. Th- uh, a decent performance yeah. and three points yeah. at home on Boxing Day and then up at Hartlepool as well on the 28th. Oh yeah, that'll be, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> happy Christmas and up the fucking Samia. 2 away. 